the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. Who voted for this guy? Fortunately, not enough people voted for John Kerry for president back in 2004. But he can take some consolation in the news that enough people voted for him today. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Yeah, John, whose uh, face looks like it could fall off at any minute, uh, testified in front of Congress yesterday. And he started, you know, by doing what all climate hysterics do. He ran through a bunch of theories presented as facts. It's clear from the science and the mounting evidence around the world that one of the most existential threats that we face that impacts every single member of Congress, every single family in our country, in the world, comes from the glowing, growing climate crisis. Actually, uh, science isn't clear. It's anything but. There are plenty of really smart scientists out there. We've had them on the show here, actually who will tell you that there is no climate crisis and whatever might be happening with the climate has nothing to do with what human beings have been doing. Now, I I keep a compilation of stories about impending doom caused by the coming ice age and then global warming handy in my iPad, and it should be required reading for every person in Congress who buys the BS that Kerry is selling. It's 50 years of supposedly really smart scientists telling us that the planet has anywhere from 10 to, you know, 100 years left unless humans change their habits. And uh, some of the scientists who were wrong 40 years ago are still out there with even more dire predictions. But John Kerry has something they'll never have. They will never have the AM 1250 The Answer Jerk of the Week Award. Of course, Kerry also made an idiot of himself when he tried to say that He's never owned a jet. He said it was his wife's and that she sold it last year. That's just that's just unbelievable. And when we come back, what would you say if I told you that in the last 20 years in the U.S., close to 600 elections were decided by one vote? We'll have an election expert here to talk about whether you should have any more confidence in the vote count in 2024 than you had or didn't have in 2020. And in our second half hour, Hollywood actors and writers are on strike at the same time for the first time in over 60 years. Do you or should you care? Stick around. According to the U.S. Debt Clock, in the time you hear this commercial, our nation's debt will go up by $1.5 million. That's more than $2 billion a day, $15 billion a week. Right now, our debt is over $30 trillion and climbing fast. The question is, how do we pay it off? The answer is increasing taxes. Now, think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are historically low or later when rates are potentially higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. Beth Andrews and the team at Net Worth Advisors know what to look for. Beth can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax-efficient as possible. Call 800-426-1428 to set up a visit with Beth Andrews and NetWorth Advisors. 800-426-1428. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Call now. 800-426-1428. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. NetWorth Advisors LLC is a registered investment advisor. Dennis Prager here. Sue and I mean it when we say dogs are part of our family and there's nothing like their loyal companionship. So we provide them with Rough Greens, R-U-F-F, because we want them to feel healthy and be with us as long as possible. I know Charlie Kirk feels the same way. 
The Pragers and I couldn't agree more. I rely on my trusted furry friend, Mr. Briggs, who's an absolute machine, and he relies on me to provide what's best for him. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has packed Rough Greens, not a dog food, but a supplement full of vitamins, minerals, digestive enzymes, and omega oils that Mr. Briggs absolutely needs and loves. Trying Rough Greens for your dog just makes sense. Greetings, naturopathy Dr. Dennis Black here. I'm honored that the Pragers and Charlie trust their dog's health to Rough Green. I'm so confident that Rough Green can help your dog too that I'm offering you a free Jumpstart trial bag. Just cover the shipping. Yes, dog food is dead food, but it doesn't have to be. Go to ruffgreens.com. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. This is John Steigerwald. You will receive a queen-size MyPillow for $19.98. Regular price is $69.98 and just $10 more for a king size. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you will also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square to receive Mike's amazing offer on the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. This offer comes with a 10-year warranty so you know it's going to last and a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want but need. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code STAG, or call 800 800- 716-8087. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. <laughs> he found just what he was looking for. For. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy, don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. We are a little over a month away from the 2024 presidential campaign getting serious. The first uh, Republican debate coming up on August 23rd. There are a lot of people out there who think the most important thing for Republicans isn't whom they nominate, but that it's about making sure it's not rigged against them no matter who they run. Hans von Spakovsky is a senior legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation, also a former member of the Federal Election Commission, and he joins us now. Always good to have you, Hans. It's been a while. Thanks for coming on. It, it has, and thanks for having me. Yeah, so the headline of the piece that uh, at the Daily Signal that you wrote with Jay Christian Adams, who's also been on this show, by the way, uh, it's, uh, it says, New database shows a single vote has altered outcomes in hundreds of elections. That, that's what got my attention. Can you explain? Sure. Um, you know, liberals are constantly saying either that there's no election fraud, so we don't need to worry about it, or there's no massive fraud again, so we don't need to worry about it. And if a small amount of fraud occurs, they just think, well, who cares? It doesn't matter. So the Public Interest Legal Foundation uh, decided, well, Uh, Let's go out there and see how many elections have actually ended in a tie vote so that one vote actually would have made a difference. And they didn't go all the way back to the beginning of American history. That's just too tough. Uh, But like in about the last 20 years, there have been almost 600 elections that have ended in a tie vote. And depending on what state you're in, you know, they then decided by everything from Uh, pulling a name out of a hat to uh, flipping a coin. Um, They also found, by the way, another 644 elections decided by less than 30 votes, often uh, many of those elections just by a handful. So, you know, the point of this database is to show, you know, every vote really counts and one illegal vote uh, potentially could change the outcome of an election. 
Well, I mean, how many votes was it in 2000? 540 or whatever it was? Yes, and that decided that decided a presidential election. Yeah. I'm just wondering why, uh, when I read this, and I hear you rattling off these numbers, why someone hasn't decided that it's, um, it's too close to call. We've got we to do it over. There's no way we can accurately elect somebody to a very important position based on one vote or ten votes or even, I don't know, pick a number, that if, the, if it's that close, that it, it, it come on, we're going to do it again. Wouldn't that make sense? Well, it would, and there are many close races like that where uh, candidates will contest it and ask for a recount. But often a recount might not necessarily spot um, illegal behavior. And and I'll give you a a quick example of one. Um, Last summer, a uh, court out in California overturned a city council race in Compton, California, the city council race had been decided by one vote. Well, just recounting the ballots in that race wouldn't have told you uh, that there was a problem. It was only after an investigation happened and they found, the judge found, at least half a dozen individuals registered to vote in Compton but they live in Compton. And they did it intentionally so they could vote and... So you had six fraudulent votes in a city council race decided by one vote, and so the judge overturned the election. But it was only because of a criminal investigation that happened after fraud was alleged in the, in, in the election. And what about the, the factor of electronic voting? Uh, if you go back to um, uh, 1875, and it was paper ballots, and it was a, a one or five or ten vote difference. You can just go, don't you just go back through the pile of votes and have make sure that somebody's monitoring the recount and just count them up again? Now you can't. Is it electronic voting that makes it tougher to feel confidence you got the right number? Well, it all depends. If if you're using electronic voting machines that have a a paper audit trail. Well, then uh, that's a good way of checking. By that, I mean, you know, there are electronic voting machines now. Georgia just switched over to them in in, uh, one of their last elections where you do make your choices on an electronic screen, you know, a a, a touch screen. But it actually prints out on a piece of paper a ballot that lists all the candidates that you chose. And the advantage of that is that you can actually check it. Make sure the machine recorded it correctly. And if there's any question after the election that the electronic machines didn't properly total up the numbers, well, guess what? You've got the paper ballots and you can engage in a hand recount. So, um, Hans, can you say off the top of your head, I know I don't mean an exact number, of course, but, but how many votes in the key swing states actually determined the 2020 presidential election? Uh, I mean, I know roughly that it was about 10,000 votes, what, in Arizona, about uh, 10,000 in Georgia. Uh, the numbers were pretty were, were quite a bit bigger in places like Pennsylvania and Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the closest margins were in Arizona and in uh, Georgia. And 10,000 10, votes in Georgia, I mean, they literally have... Uh, millions of voters there. That's that's probably less than one vote in every precinct in the state. And that's so. That's you know that's a um, that that's that's a one vote difference that you're talking about. I mean, it's not the total, but if you're adding up precincts and precincts are being decided by somewhere between one and ten votes, it's the same thing, just on a smaller scale, right? Same idea. Yeah, that, that's right. And look, this is particularly relevant in local elections you know when people are running for town council for a county commission seat boy those are often decided by a small handful of votes and doesn't take a lot of mistakes errors or fraud to change the outcome of races like that what uh i I just thought of this now but anybody ever come up with uh the the water main main break i think it was in fulton county georgia uh that 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 
Has anybody ever proven that a water main ever broke, and did they find where it was? Any plumber ever no, called? I, I don't. I don't think they did. So that they shot it down and claimed it was because of a water main break, but nobody's ever been able to produce the wet floor. Yeah, not that I'm aware of. No, oh. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a small thing to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm nuts. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised it just kind of went away. So, so what are the um, the most popular ways to commit fraud? Uh, absentee ballot fraud is uh, probably the most popular because it's so it's so easy to commit. Um, you know, you're voting a ballot outside the supervision of election officials, outside the observation of of poll watchers, and particularly in states like New York or California, where there's no ID requirement of any kind. Uh, it's, it's, it's easy to cheat. Look, uh, the district of Columbia, where, where my office is, you know, they don't have an ID requirement. And I talked to a number of people I work with, um, who live in DC. And in the last election, when DC was literally sending a mail-in ballot out to every registered voter, I, I talked to probably a dozen people, all of whom, all of whom not only got their ballot but then got multiple ballots for other people who didn't live in their condo or their apartment. I can guarantee you that if they had uh, simply filled out those um, ballots and signed them, District of Columbia runs things so badly, those ballots would have been counted and uh, election officials in D.C. would have had no idea that all these fraudulent ballots had been submitted. So you're talking about somebody who previously lived at that address, was getting a ballot sent to him. Yeah, exactly right. Now, would that person have also, the person who didn't live there anymore, would he be getting a ballot sent to him at the place where he now lives, somewhere in D.C.? Well, he might if he's in D.C., but if he's moved elsewhere to another part of the country, he's going to be voting in that other part of the country while somebody potentially could be voting his uh, mail-in ballot in D.C., and he'll never know that happened. Well, Donald Trump's not giving up on saying that he thinks the, the, the 2020 election was stolen from him. Um, and the, the big argument that you get when, when, uh, when he's out there or, or people who support him are out there still claiming that, the argument you get is, uh, well, not one court found any fraud in all the cases presented by the Republicans in 2020. What's the answer to that? Uh, none of the courts got to that point. Yeah, that's what all I the thought. cases were. Dis- all the cases were dismissed on procedural grounds. Not they, they didn't get to the point where um, they would have a trial, where they would examine the claims, examine the witnesses. Uh, all the cases were were dismissed before they got to that stage. So we'll never really know. I, I look at this point. I don't think it's worth arguing about. What people ought to be doing is concentrating on future elections and fixing the rule. Yeah that we have in place to try to make sure that we don't have these kind of problems again. And, and that means doing basic things like requiring an ID to vote, not only when you vote in person, but also when you vote uh, with an absentee ballot. Well, uh, one thing that's interesting here in Pennsylvania was the case of the uh, truckload of votes that was allegedly driven here from uh, somewhere in New York and, and uh, dropped off in Lancaster someplace here. Uh, and, um, just recently, I, from what I, I think, what I gathered from this is that the truck driver who claimed it was proven to have been telling the truth. Is that true? I, I hadn't heard that, but that's the kind of thing where what ought to happen, what should have happened, is a criminal investigation should have been opened up to determine whether this was correct or not, and what what was really going on there. But that didn't happen. Well, just between you and me, Hans, a, a guy uh, I know who's uh, worked uh, in security for the post office around here for a long time, uh, he said about three days after the election, not publicly, Trump won. That's all he said. He said, I can't tell you any more than that. Trump won. And uh, he said that they were looking into it, and the FBI came along and said, we'll take it from here, and they never heard about it again. So... Uh, that's I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy again. That seems like a pretty big deal to me. Like a couple hundred thousand votes are brought in on a truck. I, that's, it seems like something you'd be able to catch. Oh, it's, I think so. But that's why it should have been investigated. And it doesn't seem like it was. So why don't prosecutors want 
uh, to pursue election fraud cases? Uh, it's usually one of two things. One, they just don't think they're important because they're busy with limited resources doing murder cases and rapes and robberies. And so they just don't pay a lot of attention to these cases. Uh, other times it's because um, DAs are elected and the people they may be investigating uh, may be their political allies and people of their own political party or members of the opposite political party. And they're afraid of getting attacked for engaging in partisan law enforcement if they do that. And frankly, if it's a complicated case, the average county DA, they don't know how elections work. They don't know how the rules, the administrative procedures. And so they really don't know how to handle those cases. I don't know. That's Again, here I am uh, just, just uh, spitballing here. <laughs> that seems like something that should be fixed, that they don't know how to, how to deal with it. Uh, well, the way to fix it is to do what uh, Governor DeSantis did in Florida. Remember, he, he got his legislature last year to, to uh, pass a bill establishing and, and budgeting a state office whose only job it is is to investigate and prosecute election crimes. That's the kind of office where they'll have the expertise to do it. We're talking to Hans von Spakovsky. He's a senior legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation, former member of the Federal Election Commission. You can find the piece about this at DailySignal.com. Got a few minutes left here, uh, Hans. Um, Why do so many reputable media outlets and other organizations insist that voter fraud is a myth? Why why does, I mean, and I, I... even it's not just the liberal outlets that that dismiss it. It seems to be dismissed by ninety percent of the the media out there, right and left. Well, in some cases, it's ideological because uh, lots of them are mouthpieces for the left, and right. frankly, in other cases, they're just they're just ignorant. Mm-hmm. They they just assume these claims are true, and they don't actually investigate and look at the evidence on it. Well. Uh, as far as your, uh, you have to you have to go, don't you? I, I do, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I, I forgot about that. Uh, I just noticed it now that I went over time. Uh, thanks for being on the show. I'm, I wanted to get you out of here a minute ago, and I forgot. But I apologize. Hope to have you on again. Thanks, Hans. Sure thing. Anytime. Okay, and that's Hans von Spakovsky. Uh, I, I meant to tell you, Mike, that he wanted to be out at 27, and I, uh, he's. I'm, I'm guessing he's going to be go doing a uh, another interview. So I. I hope I didn't mess up his schedule. <laughs> so here's the thing about something like that. Some poor slob like me is on the other end. He's waiting there, and he's he's yelling at the guy in the control room. Where is he? What are you supposed to call in? What do you mean the line's busy? And his show's going right down the toilet because of me, because I held him here for a minute. So I hope that's not the case. But um, anyway, I, I, I just – my last question I didn't get to ask was was, was whether anybody – who had uh, serious doubts about the legitimacy of, legitimacy of the 2020 election should have any reason to believe they'll be any more likely to trust the 2024. And I, uh, you know, I, I don't have the least bit of confidence in what's going to happen in 2024. I don't care who wins. I, I, I've lost pretty much all confidence in uh, what's, what goes on with the vote, no matter w- which direction it goes. And uh, I don't know how you fix it between now and November of 2024, but what is that, uh, 16 months or whatever it is? That's um, that's what we got to deal with. Well, when we come back, um, I don't know if it's going to affect your life that much, but the actors and the writers in Hollywood are on strike for the first time in 60 years. Together, they're on strike. I don't know if that's going to ruin your life or not. We'll talk about it when we come back. I'm John Scott. There's been an arrest made in the Gogo Beach murders case in New York. Speaking to WABC TV, Suffolk County Police Commissioner Rodney Harrison. Members assigned to the Gogo Beach Task Force, which consisted of numerous detectives and investigators from the Suffolk County Police Department, as well as our partners in the FBI, uh, did place one individual under arrest, transported him back to 30 Yapank, which is our headquarters, and he's currently in custody at this time. That individual, 59-year-old Rex Hewerman, 
And the House has approved the National Defense Authorization Act, which would authorize $886 billion in spending on national security, including a 5.2% bump in pay for troops. The Dow up 139 points, but the Nasdaq is down 8. This is SRN News. The recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed. Dr. Sebastian Gorka knows why it's Trump. Why President Trump is the one. You know the simplest answer? Because the establishment hates him on both sides. The Democrats hate him because the working class loves him. The Republican establishment hates him because they can't control him. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The Answer. Attention Medicaid patients. If you're on Medicaid, how would you like if your caretaker was your daughter, your son, your grandchild, or your close friend? If you're on Medicaid, Freedom Care allows you to choose who provides your care, and that caregiver will get paid instantly after their shift. Yes, your caregiver will get paid instantly, and it's 100% free to you if you are on Medicaid. Call 412-455-8465 and ask Freedom Care how to get started with care today. No more worrying about getting care from an aide at an agency. Freedom Care helps you choose who you want to take care of you, and that person gets paid. Call Freedom Care at 412-455-8465. That's 412-455-8465 to get started today. You get a caregiver you know and trust, and they get paid instantly after their shift, and it's free to you. Start now by calling 412-455-8465. That's 412-455-8465. Or go to freedomcare.com. Guys, if hair loss has been taking a toll on your confidence, it's time to take it back with the Callisum Advanced Hair System from Chill to Perfection in Oakmont. Clinically tested to regrow hair naturally, safely, and effectively with results as early as six weeks without drugs or side effects. Your personalized weekly treatment plan can be easily applied at the clinic or in the comfort of your own home. What do you have to lose? Visit ChillToPerfectionPGH.com for your free consultation today. Your results are their business at ChillToPerfectionPGH.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather. Mostly clear skies for tonight with a low 66. Sun and clouds tomorrow with a heavy thunderstorm in the area. Rather humid. Keep an eye out for flash flooding and damaging winds with a high 87. A stray thunderstorm tomorrow night. Overcast and humid with a low 68. And partial sunshine Sunday with a high 83. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Hello there. Hollywood actors and uh, writers are on strike. And uh, the person who's in charge of turning my mic is not. That's my job, and I didn't do it, but that's okay. Um, Hollywood actors and writers are on strike, so uh, the Writers Guild of America, that's the writers, uh, and they've been on strike since May 2nd. The actors from SAG-AFTRA joined them, so now what? Uh, Christian Toto of HollywoodandToto.com joins us now. Thanks for coming on, Christian. Please make sure your mic is on. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh, this is the first time in 60 years I see that um, the actors and the writers have been on strike at the same time. Why is that a big deal? Well, because you can't act and you can't write. It's as simple as that. And this is a complete shutdown of Hollywood, Inc. 
We've already seen the late night shows go dark and now everything is going to go dark or almost everything uh, with some minor exceptions. And who knows how long it's going to last. The, like you said, it's been early May since the writers went on strike and there was a, a leaked story or a leaked comments from one of the press outlets where I think the studios essentially said, we're going to, we're going to wait out the writers until they can't pay their leases and can't pay their, uh, you know, uh, apartment fees. So, you know, this is ugly and it's going to get uglier. And it's just reflective of how much change is happening in the culture, in the economy, and in Hollywood. And uh, I think it will be uglier and uglier. And I think both sides are really dug in already. And who knows when we'll get new stuff at some point. I guess my question is, I wonder why it's the first time in 60 years that they went out together. Isn't this the, is part of this the actors just supporting the writers? Or is it the actors are upset too and they would have struck anyway, even if the writers hadn't? I think it's both. I mean, I think we've seen some actors showing their support publicly to writers. You know, we we were nothing without you, that kind of thing, and maybe popping up on the strike and the picket lines. But yeah, the the actors themselves, they're worried about their bottom lines. They're worried about gigs. They're worrying about streaming revenue and and residuals and things like that. It's It's a rapidly changing marketplace. The economy stinks, and it's harder and harder to be a working actor. You know, these the Meryl Streep's of the world, they're fine. You know, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna uh, be able to do whatever they want to do still because they've got all the cash. But, you know, a lot of other actors don't have that luxury. And the one thing I think about is if you're in New Mexico, if you're in Georgia states where they have a lot of productions going on, what about the restaurants near the sets and mm-hmm. the you know, hotels and the caterers and, the, you know, the tourist attractions and all the different – you know, supplemental uh, businesses that either need this or enjoy this or get a boost out of the different productions. So they'll be hurting, too. This is this is going to impact a lot of people. Well, waiting uh, or holding out and hoping that your workers will have trouble paying their rent. That's pretty that's kind of what of of what a strike is all about from the management standpoint. Okay, you're on strike. Let's see how long you can go. We know how long we can go. And it's always a case that the management has a lot more money to uh, spend and a lot more things to do with its money than the than the some poor slob writer has when he's trying to afford his apartment in in Hollywood somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I think part of this is going to be a PR war where the the actors and the writers go on social media and they and they share their stories and some of them may be very compelling. But you're right; it's <laughs> very rich people are pulling some strings here. But you've got to come to some sort of conclusion, and, and you know, and, and these studios, as, as flush with cash as they may be, you know, if you don't have new content to put out, then you're going to suffer, you know, appreciably as well. So there's going to be pain all around. But you, you're right; they they seem to be in the catbird seat. But uh, you know, I, I don't think anyone gets out of this unscathed. And it also remains to be seen when this affects the public. When you know, when is the spigot run dry? When all of a sudden, like, oh, there's no new movies this week because yeah. of you know, strike. And, you know, we're not there yet. There's, there's, there's a lot of stuff in the pipeline already made. But that may come at some point. And, you know, <laughs> you know, it, when Saturday Night Live doesn't doesn't bow in this fall like it always does, and the, the late night shows, month after month, they're gone. You know, there's a lot of change afoot here, for sure. Uh, as you said, this has been affecting TV shows for a while. But, but so how long... Might it take uh, before you start seeing a, a shortage of movies? Because a lot of that stuff's in the can. Yeah, you know, my general sense is maybe early 2024. Um, and also, I know that some of the streamers are looking to South Korea, and they've got some quality content that we've seen already in, you know, in the recent past, and I think there is an outreach effort there. But I don't know. I mean, they're promising a glut of reality shows. That's like the worst of all possible worlds. Uh, it remains to be seen. And, you know, I believe I read that the the, the, the people, the, the studios are not going to even meet with the writers until the fall, that, that there's just no conversation right now. And, and the, the rhetoric is already ugly. Well, it'll that, get worse. That has to have something to do with, as I said, things being in the can. Uh, look, you guys already did the work. We paid you for it. We got a lot of stuff here we can run. Yeah. And we don't need you. We won't, and we've got enough. You know, we'll, we'll get back to you when we run out of stuff. Yeah, I think there's a lot of hard feelings there. You know, I have sympathy on both sides in the sense that there's so much change. There's so much that's different today than maybe five or ten years ago or even two years ago with the technology, with AI, 
this talk of, you know, maybe if, if actors are scanned into a computer, maybe they are, their likenesses could be used down the road without their permission or with their permission or, you know, maybe when they pass on. I mean, there's there's so many things that are changing because of the technology. I mean, we just watched Indiana Jones look like the Indiana Jones from 40 years ago, thanks to the computers. They made Harrison Ford look like he was 40 again. They can do that. And that, that technology just gets better and cheaper and quicker and faster. So, you know, what happens next? It's just, it's it's so much going on right now, and uh, you've got greed, you've got egos, you've got uh, lots of different forces at work here, and the little guy and gal is going to suffer for sure. Um, so what does this do to companies like Netflix, who make a lot of their money on continuing series? They may not have the... Um the, uh, the 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 power to hold out longer because they don't have as many things in the can and they're going to be running out of series to run. What are they? What are they? And they have people who are paying money to subscribe and they don't want to hear about repeats. Yeah, I mean they may have some international products for sure. They may go back to older films, which are always been a part of their repertoire. So that that's that that will remain unchanged. Well, you know, I also, you've got companies like Amazon Prime. It's, you know, Amazon is the major company and Prime is the wing. And so if they're suffering on a certain level, then the company itself is still selling widgets on the website. And Apple is the same way. So I think those platforms may be able to write it out a little easier than a Netflix, which is a pure streaming platform desperate for content. But yeah, you know, I think that, you know, for the public in a weird way, there's been such a glut of new shows and new movies. Some of it's good, some of it's terrible, obviously. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just kind of take a break and, and, and catch up on all the stuff we missed or watch the, the great movies that we loved the first time around. You know, it's, it's, it's an interesting cultural moment. You know, this is anecdotal completely and selfish, but when I go to bed, I often just watch YouTube. I'll watch some cooking videos. I'll watch some podcasts I enjoy. I don't even technically watch a Hollywood fair. Maybe, I, you know, because I'm a critic, so I, I get it 24-7, so yeah. maybe I'm just looking for a break. But there are other ways to entertain ourselves these days. And social media is a big part of it. And, uh, you know, my kids don't watch as much movies as I do. They like the short stream stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of flux. And uh, y- you wish that they would meet at the table, that they'd have more empathy for each other and get something done. But I don't think that's the way things work. I don't think that's the way humanity works, so... Well, we're going to uh, we're talking to Christian Toto of HollywoodandToto.com. Where can they find your podcast, Christian? Well, they can find it at iTunes or any one of their favorite audio platforms. This week, I speak to a comedian who is really canceled. Her name is Jocelyn Chia. One of her jokes went viral in a way that was not detrimental to her career. And she tells the whole story behind it, how she got canceled, how she fought back. She's a pretty cool lady and she's funny, too. So. You can hear all about that. If you haven't heard it, it's an amazing story. Just, just, she, it wasn't just minorly canceled. Just uh, search for it on uh, YouTube on, at Christian Toto. That'll come up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm on YouTube. I'm on iTunes. I'm everywhere. Okay. Um, so uh, you mentioned streaming. What does streaming have to do with these labor problems? Is that a big part of it that's changed everything? I mean, it's a huge part of the industry. We're talking about residuals. Yeah. If you're on a streaming show. Uh, it's, you know, it's really, you know, it's been good because it opened up a lot of opportunities for people, but also, you know, the streamers were suffering a bit before the strikes and they were losing money and they were trying to make ends meet and figuring out how to make this all work. Cause you know, for a while, Netflix just spent money like a, like a mad person mm-hmm. and now they realize the bill is due so that, you know, that's part of it as well. Um, so there's lots of different, in, in, you know, factors here. It's not just one. And uh, I think both sides feel angry and hurt and resentful. And listen, you know, we talk about actors. They they have very thin skins. They're very emotional uh, demographic. You know, I've spoken to a lot of actors. They're smart, interesting, funny people at times. But they, you know, you say when one little critic, critical word and they get upset. So yeah. this is going to leave some emotional wounds as well. But also, you know, a lot of actors are paycheck to paycheck like the rest of us. And, you know, that's hard. It's really hard. It's not... If, you know, you don't think of it. You think of the big stars, but it's also the the character actors who are desperate for work as well, and may not work for a year because their careers are cooling a bit. Well, uh, the big stars make the big bucks, um, and you, uh, as you mentioned, you talk to these people. You're out there in the middle of all this. Um, what percentage of the people working in the TV and movie biz- movie business are getting rich? Uh, you know, we know Meryl Streep got rich, and we know people like her and and the other stars and the people that you see in movies all the time are getting rich, but what about just the average person 
that's maybe not maybe not um, might might actually be an actor, but someone who gets little bit parts or extras. Uh, what, what percentage of the people working in TV are those people compared to the, the know, stars I, that you see? I, I mean, I would think they're the majority and probably a super majority mm-hmm. because you know there there are the actors who work constantly that just go from hit show to hit show, but that's pretty rare. And you know. It's also a super competitive feel where if you get older, you know, heaven help you, you're, you're looking your age at times. That doesn't, that doesn't bode well for your career when there's younger, prettier people always coming up. Uh, there's so many factors here. If you, if you demand a big salary, maybe you don't get the next gig because people think you're problematic or troublesome or, you know, that kind of a thing. So I, I, over the years, I've talked to a lot of actors and they, they seem to be fragile in like, you know, where's my next gig? Even the ones who are constantly working, you're always worried about, you know, what if I, I'm not the flavor of the month anymore. What if I can't get the next gig? What if I spend a year trying to get work and, and can't, and maybe I've overextended myself. You know, I bought too many things. My house is too big. I thought things would last forever and they're not. It's a brutal business. And uh, even in the best of times, and like I said, the, the economy stinks right now. And that's one of the factors too, is that you know, all these different companies are trying to cut costs and they don't want to pay out people. And yeah, it's, it's a fascinating point. And, uh, you know, hopefully it shakes out in a way that helps the consumer and keeps the industry afloat to a certain degree. And I'm sure it will, but there's going to be some pain here. And then maybe, maybe the, maybe the landscape changes a bit. Well, you, you wrote on your site, uh, hollywoodandtoto.com that this could help conservative platforms. How, how, how could they be helped by this? Because a lot of them are not involved with the different guilds. So, you know, we've already seen Fox News, the Gutfeld show, has been producing new episodes, even though Colbert is not and Fallon is not. So they've kept going. And I know that I spoke to someone at the Daily Wire in their film division. They, they said it's full steam ahead. You know, Angel Studios is another upstart company. They just got into the film game. And I don't think they're going to be directly impacted. There may be some overlap here or there. Um, Blaze TV just put out a movie, very good, called Reopening. So if you subscribe to that service, you can see that. They've got a, a sketch show called Normal World. It's kind of quite, part podcast, part sketches. It's pretty funny. So, you know, they you know they don't create as much content as Hollywood Inc., but they will continue to put out new stuff. And if you're hungry for new stuff, maybe they're, in a way, are the only game in town. to wait and see. So, so are they not union shops? Is that the idea? Yes. Yeah. So how are they... How are they um, by, uh, surviving without being union shops? Uh, the, the, because if you, if I'm an actor and I go to work for one of those uh, outlets, one of those platforms, am I not blackballed by the by the uh, the people who are in the union? You know, it's possible, and, and some of the actors who do those kind of platforms are already unofficially blacklisted, like Gina Carano, who just did a. a, a Daily Wire movie, I don't think Hollywood's going to hire her anymore because she has the wrong views mm-hmm. in their eyes. And so I don't even know if she wanted to work in a traditional mainstream studio gig that she'd get it. So she might just kind of work in, around the perimeters of Hollywood because that's where she can work. So we'll yeah. wait and see. I, I was in uh, TV for a long time. I was actually in AFTRA, and um, it helped me a lot. I'm not a big union guy. I'm a conservative, and mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of union uh, overkill but um one of the things that i learned about unions especially working in entertainment well it was news but it, you know there, oh, i was sports so it was actually was entertainment i mean i wasn't allowed if in uh in our station if um we were recording the steelers playing in the super bowl and there was a minute to go in the game and the steelers were on the one yard line trying to tie the game up or win the game and the video if the machine at that time, because we're digital now, but at the time, mm-hmm. if the tape machine, if the, if the tape was about to run out, I couldn't push the stop button, take the tape out and put another one in. I had to call somebody and hope that they got there in time because I could only be done by a, somebody from, I think it was IATSE, or the, or the, uh, the union. So I wonder how oh, much of that goes on in the movie business. I bet there's some of that. I mean, I think of some of the unions that we read about a lot in the culture. It seems like the, the Hollywood unions aren't as uh, uh, problematic as maybe the teachers union, which screams to mind. So, yeah. you know, uh, not all unions are created equal, obviously, but uh, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting point. And, and I'm sure there are some issues there. Jurisdiction issues. Yeah. 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 Overlap. And no, you can't, you can't do this. You got to wait for that. I'm sure there, 
there are layers and complications too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good. We'll see how that changes as well. And, you know, the other thing is like, you know, the blacksmiths union, they probably went on strike back in 1905 when, and said, wait, these, these cars are going to take our jobs away. And, you know, it's, it's like, well, that's too bad. So there's got to be things that are done in the movie and TV business, have been done for a long time, that aren't needed anymore. Jobs that just aren't needed. That's a great point, and I think that's the kind of change we will see at some point, where certain gigs, certain levels are no longer required or necessary or, uh, or achievable. I don't know. It's, you, know you have to be on the set to understand sort of the nuances there of what's, what's happening. But I, I think the one thing that we're seeing across the board in Hollywood is just is economic pain, it, it, not just the economy. It just it's sort of you just can't keep cranking out all this top-tier product without balancing the bills. And I think Netflix has been realizing that in recent months. And, you know, we've seen a lot of cuts at HBO Max, and now it's called Max. So, you know, (laughs) we're seeing channels produce new shows and then not only canceling them, but removing them from the platforms because it's a tax write-off. That's just, I I wouldn't imagine that a couple of years ago. So that's where we are today. Well, i got about a minute left with Christian Toto of HollywoodandToto.com. i got to ask you about um, The Sound of uh, Freedom and uh, Indiana Jones, and we talked about it last week, actually. Um, how's that going right now? Is, is, is Sound of Freedom still winning that race? Yeah, it's still ahead. It's actually number two right now behind Mission Impossible. That's a shock, right? But mm-hmm. it is ahead of Insidious, I think the fifth film of that saga, and also the Indiana Jones movie. So it's, it's holding firm. It's, really, I think it's made about 53 million so far, which is amazing money for a Unbelievable. film. And, you know, obviously it's going to lose in a, in a dramatic way to mission impossible dead reckoning part one this weekend, but it's hanging in there. And I think partly because the word of mouth is so strong, it really, it's become a cultural moment, but also it's a good movie. And I think people are telling each other, Hey, it's a good movie. Check it out. Well, I'm out of time. I'm, I'm going to see uh, mission impossible tomorrow. Am I going to like it more than I liked Indiana Jones, which I hated? You'll like it much more for sure. It's got some issues, but the, the stunt work is amazing, and that's the best selling point. Uh, very good. Thanks, uh, Christian. Always good to have you on. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, Christian Toto, HollywoodandToto.com. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle Financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. This is John Steigerwald. You will receive a queen-size MyPillow for $19.98. Regular price is $69.98 and just $10 more for a king size. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you will also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square to receive Mike's amazing offer on the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. This offer comes with a 10-year warranty so you know it's going to last and a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but need. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code STAG, or call 800-716-8087. Experts are saying the biggest economic implosion is coming. Where's your money right now? In real estate? The stock market? Or heaven forbid, a bank? Those in the know are calling Swiss America, a leader in precious metals for over 40 years. 
Your financial advisor says metals don't earn interest. You'll never beat inflation without taking huge risks. And advisors hate precious metals because they can't make money off it. With your money safely stashed in precious metals, you can insulate yourself from the coming crash. To help get you started, Swiss America is offering beautiful U.S. silver walking Liberty half dollars at the amazingly low price of just $13.50 each. Delivered. Limit 250 coins per customer while supplies last. To take advantage of this deal, call or text 800 630 14 that silver walking liberty half dollars for just thirteen fifty each delivered to your door while supplies last. Help protect your assets today. Call or text 800-630-1495. That's 800-630-1495. Message and data rates may apply. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, Tucker Carlson may have ended Mike Pence's uh, presidential campaign um, before it got started. Not that he ever had a chance, but... Uh, he's doing some kind of a forum and on C-SPAN. Tucker says to uh, Mike Pence, I don't have time to run the whole video. You are distressed that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse in the last three years. And yet your concern is that the Ukrainians don't have enough tanks? Here's what Pence said. I've heard that routine from you before, Tucker. That's not my concern. That's what he said. So there's a video out. They're going to see all this tonight on the cable shows, I guarantee you. Um, well, maybe you won't on Fox because it's Tucker Carlson, but you'll see it somewhere. But uh, then there's video of Pence walking in some kind of a parade. He's walking down the middle of the street, and he gets <laughs> – I hate to laugh. I'm not laughing. <clears throat> not laughing. He got hit right in the head by a water balloon that somebody threw from the crowd, which, you know, that's a water – and it, it explodes on his head. I mean, it's a water balloon. It's, it's pretty embarrassing. He just keeps right on walking. But – uh, I think maybe he might be done. That's kind of bad. Not that he ever had a chance, but uh, it, it might have called the herd a little bit today, thanks to Tucker Carlson, who's been out asking some tough questions there. Uh, but that's uh, that might be the end of Mike Pence. That's the end of our week. Thanks to Mike and Darren for helping out. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you on Monday. John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.